He aroha whārere, he pōtiki piripoho, a mother's love, a breast-clinging child. Nei iwi o te motu tēnei te mehi ki a tātou katoa, nau mai ki tēnei hōtaka a te ahikā. Ko Marae Arakuraku ahau. Ko Justin Murray ahau e mehi nei ki a koutou katoa e whakarongo mai ana. Welcome to Te Ahikā on Radio New Zealand National. It's been a while, but now Marae o te motu is back. Yes, we're finishing off the last of the Marae in the South Island before the year's up. Well, hopefully, eh, Stuart Bull? Justine's at the Afina Marae in Motueka. Many people are coming back to Tatoihu. And over the last 12 years, um, a lot of mana whenua have been coming back. And our whanau were lucky enough to be one of those, but we've always had connections to this land, but a real acknowledgement of the whanau who kept the ahikā. And one of the beautiful things is that your children get this wonderful opportunity to grow up with an access to a marae. Justine coming up with Rima Piggott and her whānau. And of course, daylight saving starts next week, meaning it's summer and it's time to get safe around water. Well, how about this rōpū in Taranaki, eh? He toroka Hawaii. They're not only doing that, but all in te reo Māori. And we're with Macy Rika, who pretty much cleaned up at the Waiata Māori Music Awards in Hastings last week. Nā reira iwi mā, koira nā kaupapa e whaiake nei. Ko te not only was she a crowd favourite, I mean she was Justine, but she pretty much cleaned up at the Waiata Māori Music Awards last week in Hastings. Macy Rika won Best Māori Pop Album, Best Māori Female Solo Artist, Best Māori Song, Best Māori Songwriter. And deservedly so, she was a hard case Justine. Her mihi aroha got shorter and shorter and she's quite an earnest wahine. Yeah, because I saw on Tekaya what she said after picking up the Best Māori Song for Nia and... She said she wished she didn't need to write songs like Nia about the death of Nia Glassy, uh, one of the more high-profile child abuse cases. Well, it's a heartbreaker, and she sings it with such sincerity, eh? Nia was also Rika's contribution to Tamariki Order, The Sounds of Hope, a musical documentary she participated alongside with Warren Maxwell, Dallas Tomida, and Smash Proof. I wrote that song um, in the year that... that um a lot of child abuse cases were coming coming up, um, in particular uh, near, near Glassie's case. Uh, it was close to home for me in that a lot of my whānau in that, uh, were brought up around Wurika, Wurika Road down there um, in Tōturua, which is just around the corner from Kotu. And to hear that that had happened, you know, and just the circumstances under which it happened, oh, I was just, just really, it just really just lit put some fire in me and I just had to, you know, um, get it out and and it was my therapy really. And then I thought, no, I'll share it with other people because it's the message in that way. I, I just felt like there needed to be some sort of light shown on that issue. You know, it is a huge issue in today's day and age and it's sadly enough um, amongst our people. So, yeah, that was just my way of, Sort of, you know, just getting it out there that it's not okay. You know that these are our babies. These are the future, and this is how we're treating them. It's it's not good. Um, yeah, I, I I just wanted, you know, something 
to come about it, you know, some sort of awareness to come about it, um, so that her name, you know, would not be, you know, that she would not have gone in vain. Something, something would be happening. And how have you found our people's response to that way at the? Well, you know, I've had a few people say to me, you know, my favourite song is near, but I can't listen to it. Mm. And I understand what they're meaning. It's it's not something that you, you know, can just bring up in conversation, that you can just talk about. Um, it's actually quite a, a really ugly topic eh, to talk about, but it's out there and it's real, it's happening. It's happening right now, you know. Um, so we need to be talking about it, we need to be more aware so that people that do know it's going on, you know, that they follow their instinct and they do something about it. You know, there's no other person that can do something about it. Their babies, their babies only little, yeah, they can't stand up for themselves. So, um, yeah, we're it. Follow our instincts. Our instincts are usually always right. Does it anger you, Macy? It does. I think it angers a lot of people. It does. You know, I feel really ripped off in that. The baby could have been, you know, there's so much potential, so much tongue inside that our children, each and every one of our children has a tongue, has gifts, has talents, and it's up to us, the parents and the whanau, to get in behind that child and encourage and support that talent out of them, you know, for them to be beautiful, awesome citizens of this world, to have an awesome experience, you know, in this world. And when it's cut short like that, it angers me, it does. That baby could have been a doctor or, you know, helping other people. The baby could have been next Prime Minister, you mm-hmm. know, used to say. But we will never know because someone has taken upon themselves to cut that life short. So, yeah, it does It does anger me. It runs deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Um, but the words just came. It was just my therapy, you know, just to get all that pody out. And then I thought I'd share it with the rest of the people with the rest of the world, with the rest of New Zealand, so that they know that, you know, that this isn't okay. Um, and so that babies or children that are going through that um, could see it or hear it and, and know in themselves that it's not okay and even try and stand up to to that and, and seek those people that are out there to look after and look out and, um, you know, just support them, you know, in schools, you know, or just a, one of those positive um, people that they may know through other, you know, through church or school or, you know, just out there in the community, yeah, trustworthy people. Mm. Now, working on the Tamariki Order Songs for Hope documentary, was that encouraging, being around fellow artists who felt exactly the same way about that issue? Um, yeah, it was encouraging. It was encouraging knowing that there's other people that um, believe, you know, that believe in um, believe in our people enough to, to let them know that there is hope you know, um, out there for them and they can seek it. It's awesome. Yeah. Is, is there going to be any follow-up from that, Macy? Um, I'm hoping so, eh? I'm hoping so. That would be awesome if there was. Now, Nia won you one of the four awards that you uh, got last week at the Waiata Māori Music Awards, and that was for Best Song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wish I didn't have to write songs like that. That's the truth. I wish I didn't have to write them. Um, but at the same time, I sort of have to write them and, um, to get that message out there that it's not okay to hurt our babies, mm, to hurt our babies, to kill our babies. It's not okay. 
And on the Tohu album, you've also written some fantastic songs about your life and your whānau. There's Ding Dong, that's favourite. Musical Bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a um, Ding Dong. Oh, that one was for my mum. My mum was like, what? What do you want to name my song Ding Dong for? That's a name. <laughs> I was like, mum, it's just about you standing up to people. Because my mum, she's like daddy. And she's pretty strong in her ways. And people try and cut her down. She'll stand her ground. So that's what Ding Dong is about, you know. Um, and Musical Pillar, Musical Bed is about a little childhood antic my son gets up to. He still does it. To this day, um, you know, jumping in our bed, kicking us out, so we end up moving around the house playing musical pillow, <laughs> musical bed. So, yeah, that's where we sort of cope up those. Um, we've been writing other waiata too, and all these different kaupapas coming up, and I think that's the main thing, eh, is the kupu, the words, and the kaupapa are the subject of what you're, you're singing about. So does that mean you've got another album in the works? Oh, yeah, I'd, yeah, definitely. I'm, t- I'm hoping to have one out by at least this time next year. You know, maybe two. Who knows? Because I want to do a um, a Maori album as well as, well, and I've got other English songs as well. You know, with a bit of Maori in them. So we might have to do two. Who knows? <laughs> now you're an ex Maori. Uh, you're an ex St Joseph's Maori Girls College girl. Mm. How well did that kura set you up for Waitau? I mean, because you you're following a whole league mm. of wahine who have just kicked it in the music scene. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, it was it's funny, when I was at school, we just did it. It was a part of our curriculum, singing. And doing kabaka was just part of everything that we did at school. It was like maths and English, you know. So we just did it. I just got up there and did it. Um, it was no, oh, yeah, well, you know, this might lead to something. It was just something we just did. And it did lead to something, um, fortunately enough for me, um, with, with the Ehine album and stuff. It was an awesome experience doing that. So I was only, I was only so young, you know, I was yeah. 13 or 14 when we first did that. Yeah, so, um, yeah, just opened up um, a huge, another world, another world, because um, before that it was just singing at, you know, at the parties back home, <laughs> or, um, at the tangi, or at the weddings, and, you know, band bailings and all that, you know, the real, real things that happen um, in our day-to-day lives, that's where it first began. Uh, begun and um, yeah, so it was huge when I had to do an album when I was younger. And, yeah, yeah. So Macy, did you ever think that you would be building a life completely based around music? Well, I guess when you're young, you kind of like dream and you hope about it, you hope for it, you know. And um, but like, mum was always really good at you know just putting reality in front of us. <laughs> she always says, you know, Bobby, you got to go and get you got to work with the system, go and get you that piece of paper, go and get that tohu. And I always encourage our rangatahi to do the same, hey, go and get that piece of paper, work with the system, get that tohu, because um, that will open um, doors as well as having, um, you know, either sports or um, art or, or, you know, singing or music um, to fall back on. And I'm just lucky now that we can do the music full-time and have that other... other um, you know, what, what I got my tohu into fall back on. Mm. What do you think of the celebrity aspect? I mean, is it freaky knowing people see you and know immediately who you are? And they're going, Macy, Macy, Macy? Um, oh, you know what? Um, at the end of the day, they come to the shows. They buy their tickets. They buy their albums. They support me. Um, they're sending messages constantly supporting us. 
So, yeah, I will go up and say hello to them because that is the least I can do. And if they want to, you know, if they, they want to come up and say hi, that's okay to play with me. <laughs> I don't mind. Um, the ones that stare and I know that they, they want to say hello, I usually go and say hello. They're a bit shy. They're a bit shy, you know, because I remember when I was young, you know, I would have liked, I, I would have liked to have someone that I admired come up and, you know, that sort of thing, come and say hello um, to me as well. Um, when I was younger, so yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that to them. Now, what about the international arena, Macy? You've got a young family. Mm. You're strongly based here in Aotearoa. I mean, is travelling overseas an aspect of the business that you want to get into? Mm. Um, yeah, we've already started doing that. Um, I'm just really lucky eh, that I've, I've got a, a, a huge support system back here at home. Um, my my mother-in-law and my mum, you know, the nanny's always. Um, put their hand up wide in there, so I'm very lucky for that. And my husband is well, very um, supportive. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really lucky. Um, that's what I always tell people. Me and Jay, we're just the front people, man. There's a whole heap of people <laughs> out the back, um, making sure that we, you know, um, get on that road and do what we love to do. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be able to do this, man. We wouldn't be able to do anything we're doing. So I always give props to them, to my mum and to Dawn and our father that always look after the boy and, and that support us no matter what, wherever we are, they're always there. Mm. Now taking out the full gongs last week, I mean is that that was encouraging for you? Yes, yes, because oh, we travelled over there and I was thinking, oh yeah, we've got a performance, we've got a performance, you know, and that's all I, I try and put my mind to and just um, let the awards, you know, happen. You know, if it happens, it happens. If we get them, we get them. And then when they called my name out the first time, we were out the back taking photos just <laughs> after our performance. You know, we didn't really click, and then we got the call. You know, you've won, and so I went booming out to go and get this award. I didn't even know what it was for because I wasn't listening. We were out the back then. Yeah, no, it was it was an amazing um, feeling to get up there, especially in Ngāti Kahumanu, where it all began anyway for me, you know, being at St. Joe's, just around the corner from that place um, in Napier. Um, it, it just felt appropriate, and, and I could hear um, Ngāti Awak, Ngāti Awak, Mātātua, throughout the whole night, you know, during the award ceremony, and I was thinking, gee, there's a lot of Ngāti Awak in the house tonight. <laughs> And then yeah, and they called my name, and yeah, it was it was awesome, and I was just happy that um, the people around me were happy. You know, they get a big buzz out of it, like my husband and my brother and my mum and them all there, and they were getting a big buzz, and that makes me happy to see them happy. And, and I just get up there and try and, you know, articulate how I'm feeling. Yeah, no, it's lovely, and the crowd was going a bit mental. Oh, they were awesome. They were awesome. And I, I recognised a few faces. There was one that presented me with the award. I'd known him since I was at school. So it was, it was just awesome to see everyone. Mm. What about mainstream competitions like um, the Apris, Silver Scrolls? and Silver Scrolls, yeah. Yeah, I mean, do they mean the same? It's always it's always um, awesome to, uh, to feel the support from the people there. I find it they're the hardest judge of character <laughs> they're right. the hardest audience that was it was I was so nervous getting up there and singing that song that night more nervous than I was the night before when I sang at the Silver Scrolls because I know those are my people then they know exactly what I'm yeah. talking about so I better get it right <laughs> hey, and they're not shy about telling you when they're you're not shy about telling me and that's, what <laughs> that's what I love they're not not false not fake 
they just like, oh, girl, uh, that wasn't too good, or oh, girl, <laughs> that, that what you did good. That's all they need to say, and yeah, yeah, and yeah, I just, yeah, just felt really good getting those awards because um, it just feels like I've got the support of my people for when we go, you know, to the gigs and when we go overseas and represent our people. Yeah, it feels like I've got their, their total cause. Yeah, I said to my auntie the next day, gee, auntie, you know, what do these awards mean? What what happens now? What have I opened myself up to? What's on my shoulders? What responsibilities come with these awards? And I was like, what do I do, you know? And she just turned around and said, oh, you just do what you've been doing. Take it day by day. And kei o mātua So I was just like, oh, sweet, I'll take that advice. <laughs> yeah do mentoring in schools under the umbrella of the New Zealand Music Commission. Yeah, we go in and we do, like, we help them, with, like, I'll help them with their singing, um, breathing and all that sort of thing. And if they've got songs, I'll help them out with harmonies or um, just in the way they present themselves or or um, if they want to write, then we try and help them out with Kopapa and we sit there and we try and write with them. And JJ takes the instrumentalist and he does like the guitar and bass and all that sort of stuff. And then we put it all together at the end of the day. And just by the end of the day, we're just hoping that they're singing and um, writing their own songs and, pre- and presenting them and getting up there and doing them. That's our goal. So is this a voluntary program as part of New Zealand? What did you it's, say? Um, New Zealand Music Commission, they contract us out to do this. So... We'll do it like full on for like a couple of months, and then we won't have any schools here. Yeah. So we've been to like Wellington, Auckland, Kaitai, all those. All, That's all sort awesome. Of oh, I love it. I love it. It's so awesome to you know giving back and just just to hang out with them, the Langatahi, because. And I didn't have anything like that when I was at school. No. You know, so... Yeah. You had the nuns, though, telling you fellas about your eight-part harmonies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I reckon. <laughs> but it just wasn't the same as, like, someone, like, closer to our age and, you know, yeah. No, so me and JJ, we do that. Um, when they call us, we'll go, we'll go and we'll do it mm, if we're around. So that means that the kids, that's awesome because that breaks down all those barriers and of people getting starstruck. Oh, yeah, like Aye. I tell them, we're just like you, exactly like you. The only difference is we're just doing what we love to do and there so happens to be cameras around, that's all. Um, yeah, and we just try and break those barriers so that they're comfortable with us and we just do what we've been doing, you know, just singing and writing and we just hang with them and we have lunch with them and, yeah, it's cool. Ed. So, Macy, is this something that most of the musos do? Or... Yep, yep, there's other musos that do it. Uh, Tama Waipara, who... Um, we hang out with Pete's, um, who comes on our tours and stuff. And, yeah, well, he he does it as well. Um, there's a, uh, Anika Moore, um, or Alamunati, um, they all do it as well. They've done it in the past. I know that, um, is it um, youth, Midnight Youth, they've um, done it as well. Like, yeah, it's it's awesome, eh? Kia ora, Macy Rika, nō Natiawa, Tūhoe, Te Arawa and Samoa. Head to our webpage for other bio details about Macy. Now, think of our webpage whānau as a supplement to what you're hearing right now. Often we'll add in extra information about our guests and pictures too. The page is at radionz.co.nz forward slash te ahika. E and... Click into our Facebook page, become our friend and subscribe to our weekly newsletter. And feedback whānau, got any? Email tiahika at radionz.co.nz. Don't say you just couldn't get a hold of us. Every year, unfortunately, we have drownings in this country. 
So get out there, whānau mā, and learn how to swim. Join a surf club. And if you're in Taranaki Kids, you can get all those instructions i te reo Māori. Niki Flash, all right. Justine joined Sport Taranaki Coordinator Leanne Matsuku. For the tamariki that are in total immersion Māori educational settings, for the tamariki there to learn anything physically active, usually they have to go out of their Māori setting into a non-Māori setting. Um, and this here Torokahawai specifically is about learning to swim. So at the moment, the idea has come from um, all of us here for our tamariki to be able to learn in a Māori setting, they need to be taught by people who can deliver in te reo Māori. And at the moment there is no qualification that enables um, people to teach in te reo Māori. So he Kahawai is going towards helping those that are able to um, upskill in the Assistant Swim Teacher Award, which is the minimum qualification that people must have to be able to teach tamariki to learn to swim. So that was, first and foremost, that has to, that has to happen. And it is in non-Māori because then nothing else exists at the moment. So the idea is to have at least 15, a school of um, kaioko to um, go through the ASTA Award. And then from there the translation will happen um, here by these wonderful women here at Te Kōpai Piripono, whereby that qualification that has been taught in non-Māori will then be translated into Māori. And all the learnings will then be translated into Māori so that those that are, have learnt that, the award can then come and teach the tamariki in a Māori setting. It's, it goes towards the educational line so that our tamariki aren't having to switch from a Māori setting into a non-Māori setting mm. or because they want to learn to swim. So our idea is to have a qualified pool of adults who are able to teach our Māori tamariki how to swim in te reo Māori. It is, it's been a tricky process, uh, but we are getting there. Um, and I guess the easiest thing is the ASTA award which is what is offered by Swim New Zealand. After that, all the big mahi will start, and really it's for these women to be able to translate that into te reo Māori. A lot of it will be done through waiata. Um, I've done the ASTA Award, and I'm halfway through doing my practical hours. A lot of the teaching is done through waiata, with our tamariki in the water. Kapai, so would it mean composing waiata specifically to all, all that exist to swim. But there'll be karakia, there'll be whakatauki, there'll be waiata. Um, it'll, I guess the ASTA Swim New Zealand Award will be picked up and brought into a Māori world. Um, perhaps that's it in summary. Gee, um, that's exciting. Right. And um, who would be, I mean, is there a person or somebody who has a profile that would be competent in teaching this? Is it someone who has the ASTA Award and fluent in te reo? We're well, not necessarily. We're going to find. We're, the uh, yeah. we're actually creating the curriculum. It's evolving as we speak. Yeah, we actually are doing it ourselves. So we have um, the whole co-papa is about teaching the teachers, which is what Leanne talked about. So having the teachers available and competent and ready, doing the award, uh, the the, te- the actual Swim New Zealand award, and then from a co-papa Māori perspective, actually having our own words and our own kupu and our, our own way of teaching mm-hmm. that is different to what they would be expecting it to be like. Mm-hmm. And so we are in the process of 
just about starting to now mm. in the process of creating all of those things like Waiata, Whakatauki, mm. use of Whakatauki, sorry, and and also the the, the, the glossary, the um, mm, the kupu, the kupu you, to use so that in any given situations um, Kaioko can be able to explain it quite easily for tamariki. And, you know, um, this actually started um, with one of our whānau who has since left, uh, Rob Hewitt. He was the one who was lost at sea and oh, then survived. Oh, Hewitt's brother. Yes, yes. Rob, Rob Hewitt. His, um, he, his, his daughter came to Te Kōpai uh, for a half of a year or part of last year. Mm. And, of course, his tino kaupapa is um, swimming, obviously, in water oh, survival. Exactly. Yes. Surviving in the water. So he said, oh, you know, it would be really good to... Um, to get uh, something up and running. Well, he has since left, but we have held on to this dream of doing this. Mm. So we are content carrying it on, and we're going to do it for ourselves and make it, well, not just for ourselves, but the, <coughs> the idea is to actually go out and cover Taranaki so that we, um, wherever our children go, they can learn it. Mm. So, um, you know, it's probably more than just a translation um, because we're um, going to create something that is uniquely ours. Mm. Um, the rationale is is that while it's assumed that Māori are fish, that they can yeah. go anywhere, they're water people, yeah. you know, the, the statistics tell another story. Right. 21% of Māori die by drowning. Mm. Of those, drowning. sorry, of mm. those who drown. <laughs> Not of the whole population. But 21% of the drownings every year averages 21%, which is a fifth of those who drown, mm. which is too high. Waste of life. Mm. Mm. So that's our big project coming yeah. up. That's our big project. Just, just, just another little not? project. <laughs> yeah. It's about people taking responsibility. It's about family taking oh. responsibility for family. So if you've got, uh, if you're teaching the, um, you know, the safety aspects mm -hmm. as um, responsible adults and parents and grandparents and aunties and uncles or older brothers and sisters. It's a way of life. So we're just at the very beginning. So knowledge is power. And if you have that knowledge, then you're going to be confident. And that's where we're at in terms of targeting the little ones. It's about getting um, confident in the water as early as possible. So everyone's got a responsibility to that. Mm -hmm. So it's about, again, um, working in that way of whānau. And if we, um, the ultimate also is what we missed out on that last discussion there, that was that we want to become the instructors as well, so we can instruct our own communities. So it would be an ongoing thing right. and um, communities becoming sustainable. Um, can we talk about the name Hetoro Kahawai? Oh, I love the name. Can we? Can okay. We um, well, that, that started from, well, it didn't start from, well, it st the idea started from me. I wanted. Um, I didn't. I didn't um, get the name. I, I asked my brother to um, give me a name, but um, it was the idea of a, a Taranaki waiata, which is um, mehe toroika. Well, toro means shoal, right? A shoal ika fish. Mehe toroika and koina te ahuatango te manuhiri. It's like the manuhiri coming onto a marae. They're like a shoal of fish. They're welcomed on like that, and they're led by kaikaranga, and they come on into a marae. So I had this in the back of my mind, toroika. So then I rang my brother and said, oh, I want a name for this um, kaupapa, and I'm, I'm sort of toying with the idea about um, toro, toroika. He goes, oh, pehia he toro kahawai. And I thought, oh, 
That sounds good. Yeah. You know, a play on words of mm. kaha kitewai, mm. he kahawai, and ika is oh, a kahawai. You know, right. so it's sort of right. like a, a whole realm oh, of things. Kahawai is an ika, um, kaha kitewai, he toro. So we actually, it's a kaupapa of working together, of doing stuff together for the benefit of our tamariki. So those, that's the whole ex- explanation mm. of, of... Are coming together, oh. yes, a shawl. Mm. Thank you so much for your korero. Can I just explain to you, one of our papa has just brought me in a cup of drink to drink, and I had said to him, this is this is the pukinga that lives within our whanau, I had said to him at morning tea time, wā kai ata, I've got a bit of a sore throat, and um, I've just started coming down with a head cold. He said, what you need is kawakawa. So he's just brought to me some kawakawa to drink, freshly boiled, freshly made. I saw him go. I saw him go out just after morning tea, come back in with a with a big bunch of kawakawa. And I thought, oh, what's Hawani doing? And now I see the drink. This is the drink. Fantastic. Oh, so can I take a photo of that? That's the cool part. Piripono at its best. Fano looking after Fano. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Let's see how kawakawa. It's a big glass. Oh no, it's not bitter at all. I was expecting something really kawa, but it's not. Enu kawa kawa. Kapai motaku koro koro. Aruaro tamati, lien mataku, hinirangi korofa, no taranaki fanui. This year, Marae and I are on a mish, and that's to finish profiling all the marae in Te Waipaunamu so we can get to Te Ika a Maui, the North Island. Marae started way back in 2006, Ngā Marae o Te Motu, Marae of New Zealand. Hi Justine, last week I mentioned a few of the marae I've visited in Ōtautahi. Justine, you've been to Rihua and Nahue Whaa. Once again to the whānau there, we're thinking of you. Especially you fellas at Kaiapoi, the Crofts whānau, Tahu Pōtiki Hopkinson, Te Marino Linehen. Ai, he mihi aroha uh, ki te whānau mm. reira. Hang on in there, you fellas. Kei te pakarongo maera ki te ahika. Te Atiawa Marae Te Awhina is located just off the main road in Motueka. And where's Motueka? It's on the western shore of Tasman Bay in the upper part of the South Island, round by Nelson and Richmond, and it's known for its tobacco growing, or it was. These days it's all about organic farm stays. Ngā marae o te motu.
take the mark out here and then we're going to see like a card and then we see how many hits um, or three for the hand how many for the hand and then a one of hearts plus and then a one of spades means let's say the person came up here with three seven nine of hearts once again a peak of the lower nine once again a one of hearts that goes from the top to the bottom and the beautiful thing is this mirage is watching and it is a lunar mirage and so it isn't one of those you know you don't have to sweat to get it you don't have to sweat if you do things wrong um there is one of those watching things so you can see and um in appearance i think it is bonnery lunar i don't think it's very nice and lunar so it's So being kind of muddled gives me that. And uh, once the card is picked, I am contemplating love. <laughs> and there are times when I want to leave this place because of all the intricacies and politics and things like that. But you know, if it doesn't come, it must be said. <laughs> so, um, but in the end, it's not the muddle that gets the two of you to love each other. It's the people. got our feet in the water it's nice for disclaimer and it is nice because the couple that does not feet on the water but my children ground to the point of the lunar and um, if that's one of the feet you can give it a mildy sign to my children is that close to time for me to retire from coaching so I'm sure it's continuing on and I have a feeling that um, next week we'll have more information and I just wanted to raise the One thing we are desperately to up with is we had a um, father that only spoke English to speak fluent Australian because he was in his teenage Māori battalion in Tupere at His name is Rowan Tahia Stevens, um, and our father could only speak, couldn't speak an ounce of Māori. But he met this beautiful Yahini from Tauranga, Moana, and she was fluent in her reo, and he was strong and he was determined. So when our mother moved down here, she moved, came down here as a Fiji worker, and our father never left home. Never went back to his home, never seen that he had come back to see his whānau. And so there was very few Māori in the ghetto. There was probably been 2%, I would say. And out of they a population were, of? Out of a population of 3,000. Around about 3,000 Europeans. So we were the only Māori family. There was the Bailey family who were whakapapare first. We had uh, our Jackie side, which was Kore Papa, which was my grandmother's side of whānau. But there was very few, there were probably, you could count the amount of Māori's on one hand. That's how few of us were there. So with the strength that I guess with the strength of our mothers with her with her knowledge tukanga, um, strength to strength, um, Taiki Stevens, um, who's Waitarangi, strong Waitarangi woman. Um, and like I said, she was deep in her uh, reo. 
So in the early days, he's um, Auntie Mary's um, grandfather was alive. He was Josiado, Taranaki, and he spoke Manawa as well, and he could speak Tokitanga. And he married Loki, given he was my father's sister. And um, so we had those two whakapapas happening at the same time. And he was the one that was always eating our kaumātanga, the manawa, because my father couldn't speak. He was the man out the back there. He's living the, here now. Yeah, he was Back in the farm. And, and um, all that sort of thing. And then um, our mother, we had no kaitaranga here. So our mother, because she speaks Taranga, her mother told her, my grandmother told her, no, she, she kept down here to treat her husband because she had no kaitaranga and she said that she hung up and she brought wonderful, um, wonderful influences of all of these people that came together um, onto our manawa. How did you first introduce Taranga to your father? Well, that's interesting. My father can't speak it. And um, that's proven even today because there's um, a catastrophe on the Manukimura. There's so few of us, and it's straight back to my home, but there's the answer.
and don't control yourself. You know, and so they're trying to say it's defiance. Well, it's not true. The the Commissioner's Chief Government here in Seattle has always been very patient with people. Or you know, there's no reason to take any statements there. Um, so even though we didn't put the fight in, you know, we always had was um, they they turned when the government actually funded people to come from the desert to help out the committee. So really, overall, you know, like we've had that 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 way of working because everybody comes from anywhere else to to actually take a job in the health Yeah, Jessica, I'd, I'd like to just ask you about the. Um the, the different periods, the occasions, or the birthdays that have happened here at um, Tautuma Marae. What what kind of pops out in your mind? Whether you were in the Whaiu or whether you were, you know, yeah, in your prime or true. anything. Well, there's a lot of TMI like the Waitangi Day, Waitangi Day, Matariki Day. They're all coming back now. We have those here. Um, a Waitangi Day um, was when we opened the Marae and. All those people died who had never been in the Hope family. Now, um, I'm in, um, I'm watching Tautuma Marae on the TV. Now, because it's quite cold outside, Carlo, if you could just explain the building. We're in the Whareno, and there's a church here. Uh, yeah, over to the right, to the left, is the um, is the Karakarakia. Kiahidera. Kiahidera. Yeah. And it was the second church on the on the mound. The first one was um, over a hundred and eighteen or seventy-nine was this church. So the other one would have been like fifty odd, sixty years before that. So um, what's the religion? Anglican. It's just um, but at Karakia we have service. Every third Sunday of the month, every third Sunday, yeah. And um, so a lot of at the moment have a lot of come here to perhaps our service and Haidere who comes over and takes the offering. Um, so also we have a, a little little karakia. We have a play and Church or to our yes, to the to the right of the church is um, six Kaumātea huts. They were opened in 1992 um, by the Honourable Doug Higginson. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and following the flats to the back of the uh, Tuakiri, where they have. Um, Churches, you know, we have uh, the Hauora over there, and also there's the carving, the carving room where John does his carving, and there's a little tour there to an arakuki and the office, the office blocks are over there as well. Right, and we go around to the right again to Kahangarau. Okay, so 
all the karma here all this area they go to school here have their family here and they all go to England for Kiddah and uh, it's been since Ethan was the first lot that came so I started that time at Christ Church at uh, about uh, 1990 I think it was and still there today and that's what it is and every two terms of every of every year we try and get them they do bring them up here to whanau and they always sort it all and sort it all now that's in their so they have a visit here to talk about but without it they, they only get tikanga Māori so they look forward coming up here thank you Jeff, really appreciate you people are on couple of takes to snatch take but Very good. Take back to two now it's two of us because with Māori
Tierra y el Sol. Esto es igual que el sexo, es como sexo, punto. Y ya. Porque son los dos pensadores más poderosos de la historia. Peter Cook, uh, Peter Kink, Kink, en el Twitter.
that they still really require me to stand and speak to them and it's to be taken in one big big filibuster like I've got issues with us. Um, we also have Makangari, I have BRZ, although I drive those do cost input um, to their electric bill, so we're able to uh, to um, operate that way. Um, but it's just a matter of getting on that phone and ringing up the whanau. Um, yeah, we've definitely got plenty of time down here for Whanau area. Definitely. you could expect from Hoppy to Mockingbird yeah. to all of the Kaimana, all of those things and that um, to Mokawa. Oh, 
Ngā marae o te motu. Nā mihi mai o hā ki Arima Piggott, Donna Campbell, Mere Kingi, Larry Bailey and John Mitsu for their kōrero. There's a longer version of that kōrero available at our webpage radionz.co.nz forward slash te ahikā. It joins our Nā marae o te motu series. Anei a Macy Rika with this week's Whakatauki. He aroha whārere he pōtiki piripoho, a mother's love, a breast-clinging child. Uh, ko tērā ki a hau, uh, he kahano te aroha i wainga nui o te mama me te pewhi, uh, he aroha mō ake tonu atu. Poina. Ko mei se i reka heo tōku ingoa, uh, ko putaua ki te maunga, ko hene mataroa te awa, ko mātātua te waka, ko ngā te awa, ko tūhoi, ko te aroha ōku iwi, ara noa te te iwi whāngai mai i a hau, uh, ko te whānātanu i tērā. Ai noho ana i te tōwhito te au, kia whakatāne au i a hau, wairaka tangata, e ngā mana, e ngā reo, e ngā karangaranga maha, tēnei te mihi, aroha, te mihi, mutunga kore, kia kouta katoa, kia orara. Kia ora, Macy. Next week, it's Whakatifatifa. You'll hear all about Tangihana, 21st century styles, as well as our views on what is often the single event that will bring whānau back to the marae. That may or may not be a good thing. Kua tai anō mātou ki te kapinga a te ahikā. Ki ngā kai kōrero mō tēnei wiki ki te whānau o te marae o te awhina, kei motueka, nā mihi. Macy Rika, he mihi mai oha. Atu i a rātou, ki te kai whakahaere tapu-tapu, kia ora rā. Hoki mai he tērā rā tapu, mā te whānau o te ahikā, kia tātou katoa. Mauri ora.